2: Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, and I'm here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. Today, we're going to talk about the news and freaking out, stuff like that.
3: Yeah, because we watch the news, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. And people will claim that it's because of the times that we're living in. Oh, it's because of the pandemic, and it's because of the political polarization, or it's because of this or that or the other thing. But at one point, it was about Watergate, and that was a while ago.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: so there's always something to freak out about there's always something overwhelming there's always something that absolutely proves that we're doomed Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the question is well why do you watch well I have to stay informed okay and that's actually quite reasonable the society we live in it's important to stay informed because that lets us make good choices that lets us make informed choices and The news is the news because it gets people to watch the news. So if there's nothing sensational going on, the news folks are going to try and sensationalize something to get you to tune in, to watch, to buy the paper, to read the ads or whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the way the system works. So the question is, do you want to just stop following the news, turn the channel and watch reruns of old sitcoms? It's certainly calmer. Maybe you just you know get out your favorite inspirational book and read that over and over again, or YouTube, the uh, people who make you feel better. Hmm. Is that irresponsible citizenship?
2: I don't think so. I think in the beginning, when you were talking about the purpose of the news and sensationalizing it, that makes perfect sense. So you decide you don't wanna be a part of all of that. So you pick and choose. You- you know, you watch the news at whatever time you watch it for whatever time you watch it, and get what you need to know, and and move on, and maybe not. You know, the news doesn't even change every day. Sometimes so,
3: something important happens.
2: Sometimes it's,
3: it's nice to know about it.
2: And and I, I don't. Okay, yeah. It's. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the stuff that changes is one horror after another happened in another state, happened in another city. It's the same thing. I'm I'm not anti news at all I'm not I just think you have to put some parameters around it get a grip on yourself
3: that's the way that we can do it from a member of civilization a citizenship level is to determine how much news am I going to listen to what's my source going to be am I going to listen to any wacko who has a Facebook page or a Twitter account? Am I going to make sure that it's going to be seasoned and uh, reasonable uh, reporters? Is it going to be a news organization that actually issues retractions? Fact-checking and retractions, to me, are the sign of noteworthy news organizations. If somebody never apologizes for getting something wrong, then it doesn't mean they're not getting something wrong. It just means they're not apologizing. <laughs> they're not admitting their mistakes. They're they're burying the bodies in places where they can't be found. And that's all in our everyday life in the world around us. I think there's also a way that we can look at the news spiritually. And this is not my idea. This is uh, from Michael Beckwith at Agape in Los Angeles, who stopped following the news for a while because it was overwhelming for all of the reasons we're talking about. And then he realized that the news is our daily prayer requests
2: hmm and yeah like, oh, I see that.
3: okay because and we're all about the pivot we're about the ability to look a fact in the face and know something better well the news is reporting the facts as long as it's a credible news source this is something that happened and it's probably got some spin and it's got some filtering and whatever the personality of the the, the reporters or the commentators or the news source has you get a different story from cnn than you get from fox news Mm -hmm. and as long as you know you can watch either one of them and understand these guys are going to veer off in that direction and those guys are going to veer off in the other direction and then you know and you can listen to what they're saying and i can listen to the one that i disagree with and go ah that's what they're saying now there's the prayer request
2: got it yeah yeah that's a, that's a different spin but you have to have <laughs> you have to have a level of consciousness or you know maintain a certain level of consciousness to understand that this is a prayer request and not let it like get to you and cause you to do the freak out and you know be an animal in your house because you're all upset over what's going on in the world
3: yeah, and there's there's a lot of discipline that's involved in being able to expose ourselves to the sensationalism and not get wrapped up in it. And when we're getting overwhelmed by it, then it's time to back off. It's like, okay, I can't do the spiritual approach to this, so now I need to, to wean myself off of the, the overwhelm that's coming in. Watching the update every day at noon or every afternoon or whenever it's going to be, i got to put myself on a news diet.
2: Well, you use the word dif- discipline, and I really like that word because it's very important to me and how I structure my my life so that I'm not overwhelmed and do the freak out over news and, and all of that. Having a disciplined spiritual practice helps so you don't have to do as much thinking. Like after a while, it becomes second nature when something is, is overwhelming or agitating or you feel a freak out coming because of the news or you know our our political guys are just not doing what you think they should be doing. It if you have a discipline, practice, you react in a different way. Not that you know everything, but it's something that says, uh, you don't need to listen to this right now. Or there's this is not something you could do anything about. Or at the very minimum, this is upsetting, do something else so i think it's important to put those practices in place as a safety net so that that guidance system is always operating properly for you
3: yeah do you know what i mean absolutely i do my personal morning meditation and it's a 15 minute meditation in silence and i do it first thing and i brush my teeth first because otherwise i don't want to beat myself for that 15 minutes (sighs) but that's just me so i just do it i sit there, I used to I have a meditation chair in my office, we used to sit there. Now I have a dog. Every time I go in the room, the dog gets into that chair first. So now I do it in the living room on the couch. And I just set out to do the meditation every day. And I'm now over twelve hundred days in a row of doing the Mm -hmm. meditation. And when when you ask how do you do a meditation twelve hundred days in a row, the answer is you do it the second day <laughs> and, then you, and then you just keep on doing it every yes. day and if you yes. need a reminder to remember to do that then then set up whatever reminders are necessary until it gets to the point where it's so automatic that I can't imagine not doing that
2: sure yeah I, I get that you know and for me it didn't start out with the same kind of meditation I had to it evolved and came to what it is at this point, but I was a pastor for thirty five years, just about, and if you don't get your head on straight before you go into the world every day, you know being a pastor is being pulled in a lot of different directions every single day with different different problems from different people, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's all problems. <laughs> well, those are the things you know squeaky wheel gets the oil, so sometimes. You don't have the joyous moments every day to share with members of your church. Somebody's sick, somebody's, you know, all kinds of things happen. And you have to be centered and grounded to be able to respond to those things and not be a part of the frenzy, you know, but still we're human. And so I, you know, I really am with you with that first thing in the morning do something for first thing in the morning. If you can't do 10, 15 minutes, then you start with whatever you can.
3: Yeah, a deep breath and a morning stretch.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: To, and to use it as a way of setting the intention for the day. For people who are tending towards getting freaked out or overwhelmed or being dragged off center, the intention for my day might be I am centered or I am experiencing a calm and peace of mind. For other people who are very calm, their intention they want, might want to set is to be active and productive and effective at whatever it is that they're going to be involved in for the day. There's a creative law behind all of us, behind all of this stuff that's always working, and it is going to empower and activate whatever it is that we've set the intention or the invitation for. But it's up to us and if i want to be in a place where i can bring myself back to being centered and peaceful then i got to work on it when i'm not agitated if i can find a way to bring myself into an experience of peace and comfort and equilibrium by doing the meditation by doing the affirmations by doing whatever my practice happens to be just keep at it practice 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 Mm -hmm. because the old saying practice makes (laughs) practiced (laughs)
2: you you said something you know you say these things and it makes triggers me back to something else now let's stay with this you were talking about the discipline practice and you said there's a creator out there there's a power out there Mm -hmm. and um, I think you got to get anchored into clearly that power you know you can't wait until you're in the fire to, to try to figure out where is how do you what do you do if there's a fire, you need to have some intel there before you get started, because there's going to be some issues. There's going to be some craziness going on. Um, and let me talk, tell you what I found in your book. Okay. Uh, that is perfect for this. And I would encourage anybody who's listening to get the book. I don't care whether you get an ebook or, you know, hard copy. Get this and try this, because this is, this is crazy wonderful. I looked at each one of your prayers and I only looked at step one where it talked about God. That's mm-hmm. all. I wouldn't go to any other one. And I extracted each one of those and read through them. And it so helps to give you a perspective of God, an understanding of the Creator. It gives you, um, you understand God in a way that perhaps you may not have understood before. Now, I'm not saying that all of God is wrapped up in your step one through all your prayers, but in difficult times, in times that we're talking about right now, things that are going on in the news, it's really important to know where the power is and what, how strong that power is, what it can do. It's just important to know God because mm-hmm. you can't lean on a god that you don't know. And if you don't know him you can't trust him. And if you're not sure about the power and the the creativity and all of that, you're just in a mess. It, uh, to it me it seems be. like you're, right. you, it's it's a mess. So That can be a mess. Just looking at just those parts of the practical prayers, I said this is so overwhelmingly confident. You know, it makes it such an overwhelming confidence. I didn't get the, the text right, but yeah. I mean,
3: in, you mean in the step ones?
2: In the step ones, just yeah. the step ones. And so I'm, you know, I recorded them and played it back. Blew my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do stuff like that. But I I did, and I thought, before you get started, started with anything you know we say god is all there is well it's a good idea to know what that all there is is
3: and what it means to me or everybody yeah and to have a personal understanding what that means
2: and i think that when you read the all there the the step ones it becomes personalized you know because as i read them little triggers came to me about what I thought about God and how this that I'm reading fits into it or complements what I already felt. And I came out, I don't, I don't want to say stronger because it's not like it was new, but stronger, more okay. more conscious of it. And it's important to have that consciousness throughout the day because you don't know what the day is going to bring. And some of the days are cool, you know, like I have, my life is nice, you know, I got (laughs) to, but I'm in this valley right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not prone to freak out. So because of what I know about God, because of, I don't guess, because of what I know. And it's what I've taken time to know, or tried to know, or dissected about God and sometimes it's not like somebody said recently i don't need to know all of that i just need to know god is well i need to know
3: (laughs) know? yeah we're we're going to take a break and come back and talk about what we need to know and what god knows but first i'm going to make two points the first you said there's power out there that can do everything and that's true except that power is also within Mm -hmm. it's not out there that we're looking for and the second one is that it was really easy for me to write step one with huge confidence because I'm talking about God this is it is impossible to burnish the image of God too much (laughs) so those ones were all relatively easy to do and that's why we start by talking about God because it gets us into that place of confidence
1: Mm
3: -hmm. let's come back and talk about freaking out
1: Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Rev. Bill Marchione's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy to understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world, and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed, and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon, or at b the light. That's B-The-Light.com.
2: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence. Rev. Bill Marcioni is here, and we're going to continue this conversation
3: when you said that you went and read the prayers in practical prayers for real results the 30 of them that are in there or 39 that i wrote cuz the 40th one is the lord's prayer which somebody else wrote <laughs> somebody <laughs> I, else I, I did the annotations <laughs> on it the interesting part for me when i heard that you went across all of the step ones is did i repeat myself
2: uh not No, yes, sometimes, but in very important ways. It, It was important because I didn't just read, I read them, then I recorded them and listened to them. Okay. So, and I know what I want to do with that idea, but it's important because if there's a repeat, we do need to keep reminding ourselves. So I think it's great the way it is. So if somebody wants to try to do that, I would like seriously encourage them to do that.
3: Yeah. In the prayers, it's, it's how to say the same thing 40 different ways.
2: Yeah, but there, there are 40 different nice ways and beautiful <laughs> ways. <There>, it's beautiful <laughs> ways. But second, secondly, or whatever, is the reality of what that is. It's saying the same thing in a different way. It touches me in a different way. And when I hear it in different ways, it moves me because... You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. moving me and that it continues to do that. So if you are seeking, I think that's an excellent thing. An excellent way. I mean, I never bumped up into anything like that, you know. I I will study until, you know, the moon decides not to shine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's me. But the way I'm doing it with this, it's like there's a poetry in it. There's a loveliness in it. And it could be that because we're talking about God, all of that's there. Nevertheless, it is. So it speaks to your spirit in such a way that you can't not understand it. Mm-hmm. It just keeps coming back. And it's it's just great. I could talk more about that. But what I want to say is that because this Ernest Holmes quote, is important where it says there's a um, there's a power in the universe and we can use it and you said the universe is in us. That to me is the the teeny weeny step between step one and step two. I only understand that I'm a part of this when I understand step one.
3: Right. Right. Now and that's tell- why we start with the first step. We start with recognizing that divine power and presence. That's everything—the creator, the center and circumference of all that exists.
2: And and I'm I'm saying I'm speaking personally because when I met you, you tied it up. Like I knew the steps, I I knew them, but I didn't know them, know them. Like I could repeat the steps <laughs> and tell you what it is, but how it actually played out, you you put all that together for me, and. I knew that there was God obviously and the poetry of step one is fine, but then you said all of that is inside of me. The universe is inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Yeah. Well, I did this weird meditation one time <laughs> and I I think it was I tranced. Okay, I'm not recommending it, but I did that. So I had a visual of the universe. I had an ex- a personal experience of being in what I perceived as the universe. So when you said that was inside, I said, well, now I like where I was. <laughs> so I have no problem with staying there forever. So that's, that's good. But for anybody who's not inclined to do something like that, um, get the step one. And just when you s- say, this is who I am, you know, I'm part of it. Just, go for it. You know, it's easier to take take your word for it once I get to step 1. And you know that if God is in me, all of this is in me, well, now I can take on whatever.
0: Exactly. I could take
2: on the news. I could take on whatever crap it is, you know, but uh, the secret at least this week because <laughs> <laughs> The secret is in that step one. Now, I'm going to do that for all of your prayers. I'm telling you in advance. I'm going through and taking like all step twos and all the step threes and see how they speak. Okay. But getting that step one, man, it's nothing like that.
3: As, as long as you're dissecting the book, try just find one that's on the topic that you want and then start on the realization step and just read that, the affirmation, without any of the rest of it. And see how believable it is because to me that's that's the magic of having to be in a prayer
2: let me say this and i did that with the meetings you you have two on meetings
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: so i think at the time i was taking the class that was particularly important to me and the realization without the understanding of everything else felt more like a wish like this is what i would like to have happen right And if I didn't understand everything else, I'd be saying, like in the old days, God, please make this happen, please, you know. And then you list out all the things that you've done good. So since you've done all these things good, could you please make this happen? It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole. (laughs) And, you know, and and listen, one day we're gonna talk about bargaining with God. Oh my goodness, that's another story. But Mm -hmm. step one eliminates all of the wishing and, bargaining and all of that one and two then the step three is like well yeah
3: it's an infinitely creative universe there's that one creative power that created everything and this is the part where we can feel it and that's the magic of it comes when we when we feel the magnitude of that divine power and Mm -hmm. then step into our awareness of it we can also we can logic ourselves through it Because every creation story is exactly the same. In the beginning there was one, and now it's shared itself, it's expanded itself, it's revealed itself as everything that exists. And because that's true, it has to include me. Mm -hmm. If we talk about the Big Bang, there was only one Big Bang, there was only one singularity before the Big Bang, and everything that exists, everything came from there. So all of the intelligence, all of the matter, all of the energy, all of the everything came from that one. Is it possible that I came from somewhere else? No. (laughs) No, because there's only the one. (laughs) One makes it really easy. So obviously what I'm made of is that same substance that makes up everything. And that is the same substance, that same source that knows how to create a universe. So I I can know how to do something too. That power is available to me. So what we're doing in the prayer is we're getting out of our smallness and stepping into our power, stepping into our truth. Then we do that affirmation of that realization step from that place of owning our power and our authority. Mm -hmm. We're, We're authoring our next experience. This is an immense universe that loves us so much that it doesn't care what we do with the gift that we have. Now, if we use it wisely in a way that's going to make us happy, the universe is perfectly okay with that. And if we're going to use itself destructively in a way that makes us crazy or ill or die early or whatever, the universe is okay with that too. I've mentioned that before. We don't have to bargain with God because God doesn't want anything from us.
2: I mean, <laughs> we don't have any bargaining chips anyway, really. Exactly.
3: Okay, you're going to sit at the poker table. It's going to be you on one side and an infinite creative power that created <laughs> multiple galaxies. Hmm. Let's see. What are the chances that I'm going to be able to go all, all in and win this one? Yeah. <laughs> and when you think about it that way, it's, of course, of course it doesn't make any sense to think of the universe that way. But it's so unnatural for us to turn away from the, the notion that we're separate, that our small selves exist independently, and realize that we are connected with the infinite. That's where the practice comes in. And that's where step one comes in, about being able to do that so often, to recognize that divine power and presence, that we're comfortable stepping into our, our unity with it. Because if it's true anywhere, it's true everywhere. It's true for me.
2: Yeah. It it takes, it could be the teacher in me, you know, that I nitpick every single thing, and I want to make make sure you understand it. But then I hear other people say, well, I don't need to understand that. It's, you say it is okay. And I'm like, Okay let the hard times hit I think you probably need to understand this a little better but that's not true that, that you know it's true for me but it doesn't have to be true for everybody
3: yeah and, and as as I say in, in the classes I said to my students and also on Sunday mornings in New Thought Philadelphia I said please don't believe me do not believe this because I said it consider that it's possible because I said it and then figure out for yourself whether it's true and then believe it yeah because I am not aware that I'm saying anything that's not true, but please fact check me. Please figure it out for yourself because otherwise it's just, just somebody, it's you're just going along with it. Don't do that to appease me. You know, if if somebody can, can challenge me and make me explain or justify or substantiate what I'm saying, that makes me stronger too.
2: Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. I also like the idea of the teacher is the teacher because there's something to be taught. Like God in you wants me to understand something. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have to have a teachable spirit and acceptance of what is trying to be taught or poured into me. And if I am um, resistant and challenging it all the time. And I'm not saying you should like just have blind faith, but an openness to receive what is being said and then run it through a grid. It works, to me, it works better. It depends on where you are, I guess, in, in your spiritual journey and your journey on seeking and all of that. But I came, and in, in years ago, when I came, I came thoroughly exhausted. So I was open to the teaching, and all I had were the ascended masters to teach me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, years gone by, then you came, and because I, I asked the universe for you or for a teacher, and I had to be open. This is what I asked for. I asked for this, it came to me. So be open to what's being said to you
3: as a teacher what I require in a student is an openness so I have a parlor game that I have taught myself to play and it's called baiting the fundamentalists and (laughs) I I sometimes get myself into a conversation with somebody of whatever faith or political or whatever area of their thinking they're a fundamentalist and I'm not going to change their mind Because a fundamentalist is a fundamentalist because they will consider whether a fact or a new idea fits into their framework, their belief system, before they'll consider the fact. So when I'm going to be talking about something radical or new or different, if I know that the person is not going to be open to something that's radical or new or different, then it's not going to be a productive use of my time. So at that point, I'll either disengage or I'll start just playing the game for myself which is how can I bait them with stuff that I know about their particular background that's not consistent and see how they duck considering the question.
2: So you're <laughs> you know, having I'm, fun. When I,
3: I, I do it for fun. You know, I talk to a conservative and I say, so what are you conserving? And I know it's, it's an inflammatory question because it has some implications that are included in it. But it's fun to watch as the weaving and the dancing happens.
2: Yeah,
3: Yeah. just for me for fun let's take another break and when we come back we are going to I think do a prayer for good news
2: okay
1: you can put practical prayer to work in your life and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help he is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one-hour sessions The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. You'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com
2: welcome back to the practical prayer podcast i'm carol lawrence reverend bill marcioni is here and we're going to do a practical prayer
3: we're going to do a prayer for good news and way back i think it was six or seven months ago when we started this episode because uh, we've covered a lot of territory <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about being overwhelmed by the news and being at that point where we have to turn it off or escape it or ignore it or duck it or otherwise avoid it in which case do we have that uneasy balance point of being ignorant and not being able to be a good citizen you know, one of the things that does in a democracy as we can vote we really need to understand what we're voting for and who the people that we're voting for are and so there's some need to be aware of the issues and what we believe about the issues and so forth so that we can be informed as we're doing those things and also so we can be informed about what is it that requires my attention or participation at a particular time so we can't just ignore the news although we can it doesn't really serve us in all the ways So the prayer that I want to do is to open up to that third possibility or that additional possibility that even when the news is overwhelming and horrifying, it is the opportunity that we have to look the fact in the face and know something better, to use the reports, the information, the whatever's coming in as guidance as to what we want to have happen instead. Those are our prayer requests. Mm -hmm. So the news is good even when it's not good. So let's do that as a prayer. Take a deep breath, because there's lots of stuff that's going on. And the reason we take a deep breath is because we let it go. Breathe it out. A deep, full breath out to release whatever is no longer necessary, whatever is not serving. And continue breathing at the pace that's comfortable, allowing what's new to come in. Allowing what's no longer necessary, whatever is left over from the past, to go out and open our awareness to that divine creative power, that infinite presence, that one. From the very beginning. In the beginning there was darkness and void, and God. There was only God. And God said, let there be light. And the creative law responded, and it said, yes, and there is light. And then God continued to say, let there be, and the law continued to respond, and there is, and there continues to be and everything in the universe comes from that one God sharing itself as its creation which is the same story as the Big Bang the one expanding and unfolding and evolving into everything that exists so everything is that one taking its own particular and specific form that everything includes me and everyone who is listening to this prayer and it includes all of the activities and all of the circumstances and situations that come up in the news When there's a happy story, we call it good news. When there's a challenging or frightening or upsetting story, we call it bad news. And in either case, we can use that new awareness of something that's going on in the world around us as guidance for who we are and the experience that we would prefer to have. It's a wonderful, happy story. We can set our intention to invite more and more of that good into the world. And if it's something that's upsetting or challenging or difficult, We get to ask ourselves, what is the experience that I want to be having instead? What do I prefer instead of this? That's the pivot. We get to turn away from the problem, the challenge, the difficulty, the bad news, and turn around to whatever its opposite is, and invite that. If it is struggle and poverty and illness, we get to decide, what do we want to have? What is the peace and the prosperity and the harmony and the vitality look like what's the greatest idea that i can possibly imagine about that and that's the invitation that we make that's the intention that we set so on behalf of each of us i am now claiming that that awareness is available to us whenever something new comes along whenever information makes itself available And to the greatest degree possible, each one of us is now able to discern that which is supporting and life-affirming and that which is upsetting or challenging that is inviting a different response. And we easily pivot to whatever that newness is that we want to have and we invite it in, we open ourselves up to it. And we do that knowing that that infinite creative power that creates everything is fully able to create this next new experience. We let go of any attachment to the way things have been. We open ourselves up to the possibility of the new and invite that in. And that creative law that has been saying yes since the very beginning says yes to this new invitation. The law is responding and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the way that these new experiences of peace and harmony are coming about. I'm grateful for these pivot experiences that allow each of us To be able to remain aware of the important activities and events that are going on. To keep up with the news without being consumed by the news. And to use that as our prayer requests, our guidance in inviting that newness. That's what I'm claiming now. And the law is responding and I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for this good that's already unfolding. I'm grateful for the stories. I'm grateful for the willingness of each one here to take part in this practice and I'm grateful for the wonderful way that it's unfolding and so with a deep feeling of thanks I speak this word of intention and I release this into that creative law and I know it's saying yes and I let it be and so it is so it is